Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The GX on Agriculture podcast is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. When you're in the market for a new Ford, stop by Future Ford for a great selection of new and used vehicles. GX on Agriculture with Doug Falconer. Good afternoon and welcome to GX on Agriculture. Coming up on today's program, the latest Saskatchewan crop report has been released. We'll have all the details on how spring seeding is going in this province. Four Saskatchewan students have been awarded scholarships to pursue post-secondary education in agriculture. We'll hear from the top winner. And of course, yesterday was week three of the spring edition of GX94 Supper in the Field. We went to the Paul Orsack farm just northwest of Binscarth, and we'll hear from Paul coming up on today's program. So all of those stories and much more on today's edition of GX on Agriculture. But first, it's time for the Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. And that's a presentation of Milligan Bio. Milligan Bio now offers bio meal for your livestock, giving your animals more protein, more energy, and more of what they need. It's also brought to you by Sean Prahitka, your REMAX Blue Chip Ag Division Specialist. Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. With Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. And Phil, it's overcast here today. We had a little bit of rain overnight and our temperature is quite a bit cooler than we've been used to. Yeah, I'm not giving up on the warming yet, though. I do still think there is some warming potential because there is still some clearing potential. We started out with uh, areas of smoke. The advisories for air quality have been lifted uh, for our region. There's still some for uh, western Saskatchewan and areas west from there, but at least for us, not to say we're not going to see smoke, we're not going to smell some of the smoke in the air, uh, but it's not going to be a uh, dense smoke for us. What we actually have is actual cloud cover, and that will be decreasing as the day goes on. So just sort of waiting... I'm trying to think of the, the analogy. I can't think, think of it, but pushing against something, just waiting to warm up. As soon as the sun comes out, we should get a, a nice little breakthrough of that uh, pressure, and it should warm up nicely. 13 degrees the high this afternoon. Not all of us will get there. There's still some thicker cloud cover over uh, western Manitoba, and that's going to make it harder to really get much above 10, but uh, still some warming at the very least. The wind will also come down, so while the temperatures are running cool, and the wind is up, it certainly feels cooler, but as everything just winds down and improves as the day goes on. The problem with the improvement is that it's drier air building in, lighter wind tonight, clear sky, dew point sitting around zero. That gives us the chance to drop off. We will do just that. Uh, could be a frosty night for many of us as we get down to around one degree. For the day tomorrow, sunshine, high of 21. Uh, it's uh, Tectonic plates is what I was trying to think of. That's the analogy I was going for before. Uh, 21 degrees is the high uh, on Friday. Sunshine, a uh, little breeze picking up as it turns into the southwest, 15 to 25. And with that southwesterly wind, it's not anywhere near as cool Friday night. We'll back down to around 10 for the low. Into the day on Saturday, partly sunny sky with a high of 23. A nice weekend overall. We're 22 on Sunday. And then there's some warmer air that's waiting off in the wings. A brief uh, taste of that comes in for Monday. 
I don't think it's a lasting warm, at least not 30 degrees, which is where we are on Monday. We'll have a day of that, then back down, but only into the 20s. We're still in uh, good shape into temper, uh, into next week for temperatures. That's Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. Temperatures around the region this hour. The Paw is at 7 degrees. Swan River, Dauphin, and Shoal Lake Russell, 5. Brandon, 6. Roblin, 4. Regina is at 8 degrees, Saskatoon 12, Hudson Bay, Broadview Mooseman 6, Indian Head, Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington 7. The Yorkton-Melville region has a cloudy sky, a north-northwest wind at 32, gusting to 42 kilometers an hour. 63% is the relative humidity. The temperature is 6 degrees. Yesterday, Yorkton reached a high of 15 degrees and dropped to a low of 6 degrees. There was no precipitation recorded in the 24-hour period ending at midnight last night. The normal high for this date is 19 degrees. The normal low is 5 degrees. The sun rose in Yorkton at 4.55 this morning and it will set at 8.38 tonight. Extreme temperatures for Manitoba and Saskatchewan yesterday. The Manitoba hotspot was Emerson at 29 degrees. The cold spot Churchill at minus 1 degree. The Saskatchewan hotspot yesterday was Leader at 21 degrees. The cold spot was Key Lake at minus 3 degrees. And Beef and Forage Report. Producers in southwestern and west-central Saskatchewan who lost stacked forage to wildlife feeding last winter may see a bump up in their compensation. The Saskatchewan and federal governments have announced a supplemental freight adjustment to their wildlife damage compensation program administered by Saskatchewan Crop Insurance Corporation. SCIC has reassessed and finalized the 2022-23 program's values for forage products to include an adjustment payment meant to compensate eligible producers for the additional cost of transporting feed. The adjustment is meant to reflect higher than normal replacement feed costs in specific parts of the province. The adjustment will only apply on program claims registered between September 1st of 2022 and March 31st of this year and only on claims for stacked forage yard sites in the southwest and west central regions of Saskatchewan. And that's today's Beef and Forage Report. It's time now for the Ag Review portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. DX94 Ag Review. While the ice futures canola market declined during the week ended yesterday, the oilseed has been affected by a mixture of supports and pressures. That's according to Commodities Futures Advisor David Derwin of PI Financial in Winnipeg. The July canola contract dropped $20.60 per metric ton during the week to close at 7.14.10 on Wednesday, while the November contract fell below the $700 per metric ton mark losing 25.70 on the week to 6.85.90. Derwin says canola prices typically move upward at this time of year, but macroeconomic factors have had their way as of late. He says canola has been drifting sideways for the last week or so, 
hovering around the $700 mark for new and old crop canola. On its own, Derwin says canola's been a little bit quieter. Abnormally hot and dry weather is set to return to Alberta today after a couple of cooler days helped calm wildfires that have forced thousands of evacuations in the province. Record high temperatures and tinder dry vegetation have led to an intense early start to wildfire season in western Canada this year. Weather forecasters see no improvement in conditions until at least next week. The wildfire activity has already caused some rail service disruption but the impact is unlikely to have credit implications for the Canadian grain handling sector. CN Rail had temporarily closed its Edson subdivision between Edmonton and Jasper for the weekend of May 6th due to nearby fires, but reopened the line that Monday. Rival CPKC and its grain handling report for the same week hasn't yet reported any fire-related line closures. The Ukraine Black Sea grain deal was extended yesterday for two more months, one day before Russia could have quit the pact over obstacles to its grain and fertilizer exports. The flow of ships through the corridor had been grinding to a halt during the last few days, with the deal set to expire today. Moscow had initially appeared unwilling to extend the pact unless a list of demands regarding its own agricultural exports was met. While Russian exports of food and fertilizer are not subject to Western sanctions imposed following the February 2022 full-scale invasion of Ukraine, Moscow says restrictions on payments, logistics and insurance have amounted to a barrier to shipments. However, outstanding issues remain that Russia, Ukraine, Turkey and the UN will continue to discuss. Meanwhile, Ukraine has removed barriers to the export of some agricultural commodities imposed last year to prevent food shortages in a bid to boost foreign currency income. The country introduced export licenses in 2022 to protect food supplies after agricultural production was hit by Russia's invasion. While licensing did not ban exports, it made them much more difficult. The government says it would lift the requirement for export licenses for live cattle, frozen cattle meat, chicken meat, eggs, rye, oats, millet, and some other commodities. It says the resolution was developed in response to numerous requests from associations and would help to optimize agricultural exports and increase foreign exchange earnings for Ukraine. Back on May 2nd, The European Union set restrictions on imports of Ukrainian wheat, maize, rapeseed and sunflower seed to ease excess supply to Bulgaria, Hungary, Poland, Romania and Slovakia. Canadian farmers are expressing concern about the possibility of their access to AM radio disappearing. Ford has stated it plans to stop putting AM radios in non-commercial vehicles by 2024. The automaker's decision follows those of companies such as Tesla, Mazda and Volkswagen, which have removed AM receivers from their electric vehicle lines, citing electromagnetic interference the EV drivetrain can create with the AM signal. Many rural areas and farming communities are too far from population centers to catch FM radio, making AM the only broadcast media connection for market reports, weather reports, and emergency updates. 
Representatives from Kubota, John Deere, and Stellantis, the parent company of brands such as Chrysler, Jeep, and Ram, all said in emailed statements they do not have plans to phase out AM radio in their vehicles. And be sure to listen to the latest GX on Agriculture podcast. It's brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving, and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. Livestock market conditions. U.S. live cattle futures for June closed at 165.52 today. That's up 70. August live cattle closed at 163.62, up 50. August feeder cattle closed at 234.50, up 335. September feeder cattle closed at 237.22, up 327. June lean hogs closed at 85.30, up 42. July lean hogs closed at 85.60, up 5. And that's the livestock market conditions. Now it's time for the Heartland Livestock Report from Yorkton. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of May the 17th. Just a light run this week with 575 in the sort, 340 cows and bulls, a total of 915 for the day. Cows and bulls starting two to three stronger here. D1, D2 cows, 136 to 146, sales to 154, 155. D3 cows, 126 to 136. All thin, weak cows, lumps and bumps, 80 to 95. Cows are averaging 137. From the Tufnell area, 1,650-pound cows topped out at 157. Good bulls, 140 to 150. Bulls are averaging 152. From that good San Clara, Manitoba area, 2,100-pound bull topped out at 168. On to the pre-sort. Selling steady with last week. 400-pound steers, 393. 500-pound red Angus steers, 360. 575-pound steers, 361. 650-pound red black exotic steers at 323. And my favorite pen, 710-pound black steers, 307. 800-pounders, 285. 850s at 281. And 925-pound steers at 263. On the heifer side, 410-pound heifers, 312. 500-pound black heifers, 324. 575-pound heifers, 309. 650s at 286. 710-pound black heifers, 262, 800-pounders, 249, and 850-pound heifers at 242. Highlight of the morning, 640-pound red Angus steers topped out at 327. And 700-pound red black exotic heifers, they topped out at 266. Next week, Wednesday, May the 24th, will be a regular sale due to the Victoria Day holiday. And our last chance pre-sort sale will be Wednesday, May the 31st. We put on... Another cow-calf pair sale on for Friday, June the 2nd. 100 pairs coming in, Simmental, Red Angus, Cross Cows. This sale will be a good one. Don't find cows like this around too often. Full vaccination program. These pairs are ready to go on to grass. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. Have a safe Victoria Day weekend, everyone. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Commodities Update. Canola futures closed down across the board today. July canola closed at 702.90, down $11.20. November canola closed at $676 per metric ton, 
down $9.90. July Minneapolis wheat closed at 8.28 and a half, down 31 and a quarter cents. July Kansas City wheat closed at 8.57 per bushel, down 28 and a half cents. July Chicago wheat closed at 6.11 and three quarters, down 13 and three quarters of a cent. July corn closed at 5.55 and a quarter, down six and a quarter cents. July soybeans closed at 13.33 and a quarter, down three and three quarters of a cent. July oats closed at 3.37 and three quarters, down five and a quarter cents. And that's the commodities update. <laughs> Welcome back to GX on Agriculture. I'm Doug Falconer. Week three of the spring edition of GX94's Supper in the Field took us to the Paul Orsack farm just northwest of Binscarth last night. After supper, I spoke to Paul about his farm operation. Actually, first of all, thanks for uh, the opportunity to uh, to have this uh, event at our place. Um, it uh, was a surprise and uh, we've enjoyed it very much. Uh, I've been farming uh, longer than I care to think about, actually. I, it's hard to admit I'm not 25 anymore, but I guess uh, there comes a day when I will have to admit that. My first crop of my own, uh, I've farmed with my dad prior to that, but my first crop of my own was 1977. So that makes us, what, 46 crops. So, uh, yeah, maybe I'll hit 50. Um, and uh, we have a succession plan going on on the farm. My son Owen is, uh, is uh, working his way into more and more of the uh, decisions and management of the farm. And uh, I'm supposed to take a little time off uh, and relax a little. That hasn't happened yet. I think I have a genetic problem in that regard, but uh, we'll, we'll come to that eventually. Is this the homestead that your parents grew up on? Actually, this is, yes. Uh, this is the farm that my dad purchased in 1951. Uh, when I started farming in 1977, we were on a different yard, different location, but as things evolved and changed and uh, he wanted uh, uh, less involvement, uh, we kind of rearranged uh, the operation a bit and I, we came here because uh, it was more central to, uh, to the farm operation. So how many acres do you farm out here? We farm about five and a half thousand acres of uh, crop land. And what are you seeding this year? Uh, our normal uh, crops uh, are going in again this year. Uh, wheat and canola are the big acre crops. Uh, uh, we grow oats, we grow dry peas. Uh, uh, this year we've actually taken oats out of the out of the uh, rotation. That price isn't very attractive and we've actually put barley in uh, for the first time in a number of years. So uh, it's a pretty standard uh, crop rotation for this area. Do you have any livestock at all? No livestock at all, no. Other than a couple of cats and a couple of dogs and normal farmyard stuff. And uh, you don't work by yourself. It's not just your son. It sounds like you have a pretty good uh, sized crew helping you out. Yeah, we uh, are very fortunate in the help that we uh, that we have. Um, uh, we have um, myself and my son and uh, a young fellow uh, uh, full time and. Uh, his family uh, comes and helps in seeding and harvest time, and uh, we have retired teachers that come and uh, operate equipment and seeding and harvest time. So we're always very, very lucky and very fortunate with the help we get, and they're all just super people, and uh, we can't thank them enough for the time and the effort that they put in on our farm. Now you've already started seeding. How far in are you? Yeah, we're about one-third done. 
Um, we'd like to be a little further ahead, but the normal startup kinks took a little longer to get worked out of the system, and then a couple of rain days, and then I had another startup kink at 30% done. So I don't know what's going on, but some, that, that's just the kind of thing that happens. Soil moisture looks pretty good this spring so far? Actually, soil moisture is excellent. Uh, everything is, is pretty much ideal. There are uh, low areas and uh, some standing water. We had a lot of wind with the snow, and of course that built up in bluffs and, uh, and edges, and so that is taking a while to uh, work its way uh, down or out of the system, but uh, you know, 95% of the fields are, are pretty much ideal. And uh, so when you're done at the end of the year, where do you sell? Is it pretty much in this area? Most of your crops go to elevators in this area? Um, yes, uh, of course the special crops uh, go perhaps a little further um, to uh, some of the processors around Saskatchewan and Manitoba. The main crops, uh, wheat and canola, the elevators uh, make sure that I don't get to the next town and uh, they bid accordingly. Uh, we're fortunate to have uh, two terminals in Binscarth, Viterra and Patterson Grain and uh, yep, they're quite aggressive and give us good service. Uh, also fortunate that uh, Bungie uh, is, uh, Harrowby is right down the road from us and they make sure that I don't really get very much canola to Yorkton because uh, just that they just know how to price it so that I don't go that extra few miles. And you had some special guests here tonight from Ukraine. Yes, uh, we've been honored and privileged to uh, be associated with uh, uh, a group locally that has uh, hosted uh, Ukrainian refugees uh, uh, from the war-torn uh, part of the world. And uh, we have uh, some extra housing on the farm, which we have uh, uh, provided a couple of families. Uh, we've brought uh, a couple of other families that uh, are living in our little town of Binscarth. Uh, they're all young uh, families um, with children, uh, highly motivated, highly uh, educated people. They're just a boon to our community. And uh, it's been a real honor and a privilege to, uh, to uh, be associated with these uh, people and help them to uh, uh, start their new lives in a new country. Can you speak Ukrainian? Actually not. Uh, my wife is Ukrainian and unfortunately she couldn't be here today. My background's actually Czechoslovakian and I can't speak Czech either. Uh, but uh, um, one of the uh, Ukrainian uh, people that are here was actually an English teacher in Ukraine. So we don't have very much trouble at all with uh, communication. And uh, and she's just a wonderful lady. And uh, so um, their English is improving uh, greatly as time goes on. Uh, Svetlana, who's the lady I just referenced, actually is teaching the Ukrainian people in the community uh, English so that they uh, can get jobs. Two of them just got new jobs today so we're celebrating with them with the, with the meal here and uh, the school division here has hired her to work with the Ukrainian children uh, in the school so uh, she's a big help to the Ukrainian children that are here a big help to the teachers who've been tasked with integrating them into the system so it's all working uh, extremely extremely well. And finally, I know when I called you to say that you'd won supper in the field, you were pretty surprised. I was. Uh, one of the uh, the uh, ladies that uh, uh, works with us on the farm, or actually her children uh, are uh, employees of, of ours, uh, called our farm in for, for us. And uh, and uh, yes, when you called, Doug, I was kind of blown away. I was. It was lucky for me that I was on the top of a hill in a very hilly field and not in the bottom, because I would have never got the call otherwise. But uh, uh, yes, Heather 
Peter uh, uh, called uh, called us in, uh, I, and uh, and uh, we were lucky enough to be drawn, and it's been a great day. And you enjoyed the meal and everything that went with it? The meal was fantastic. Uh, there's lots left over, so I'll be enjoying it for a few days to come. That's Paul Orsack from the Binscarth District. Our sponsors for GX94 Supper in the Field are Milligan Bio, Farm Credit Canada, Gowan Canada, Sask Milk, Jump.ca, LDC, Smith Steel, Minute Muffler and Brake, Yorkton Auction Centre, Maple Ag and Outdoor, The Chalet Restaurant, and Razor Cellar at the Yorkton Hotel. It's time now for the GX94 Precision Weather Forecast for the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head, and Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, Russell regions today. Increasing sun, winds north-northwest at 15 to 30, gusting to 40 at times, then diminishing, a high of 13 degrees. For tonight, clear with areas of frost, winds northwest at 10 to 20, and a low of plus 1. For tomorrow, sunny, winds southwest at 15 to 25, a high of 21, an overnight low of 10. For Saturday, partly sunny, winds northeast at 15 to 25, a high of 23. For Sunday, partly sunny, a high of 22. And for Victoria Day Monday, mainly cloudy with a 30% chance of early showers and a high of 30. In the Paw, it's 7 degrees, Swan River, Dauphin, and Show Lake Russell, 5. Brandon, 6. Roblin, 4. Regina is at 8 degrees, Saskatoon, 12. Hudson Bay, Broadview, Mooseman, 6. Indian Head, Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington, 7. The Yorkton-Melville region has a cloudy sky, a north-northwest wind at 32, gusting to 42 kilometers an hour. 63% is the relative humidity. The temperature is 6 degrees. That's your agriculture weather, and that'll do it for GX on Agriculture for today. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow at 12.15 Saskatchewan time for another edition of the program. It's time now for the news and sports headlines. The GX on Agriculture podcast has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get rolling again sooner.